0: In the words of Sheena Marie Shea, new married last name, Andy's Girls Live, a scandal spritz, was good as gold. And if you missed the live show here in New York City and the live stream, boy, do I have good news for you. The show is being rebroadcast one night only, tonight, Saturday, May 27th, tickets are available now. You can watch the show on demand once you buy your ticks after it broadcasts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for 48 hours. But you need to buy your tickets in advance of the live stream rebroadcast. And sales close at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, if you would like to watch Andy's Girls Live, a Scandival Spritz, where I was joined by friend of the pod, Dylan Hafer, also known as Bravo by Betches, who did an impeccable job as DJ James Kennedy during our Andy's Girls Theater and so much more, I highly recommend tuning in. This is the last chance to watch the show which was a joy to perform and share. Thanks to all of you who attended both live stream and IRL here in New York City. And again, last chance to watch AG Live, a Scandaval spritz, a deep dive of all things Scandaval, LOL, spoiler alert, and Vanderpump Rules by buying your tickets now, $20 tickets for a rebroadcast tonight, Saturday. May 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, if you're not available to watch live, don't you fret. The live stream will be available for 48 hours. Link to get tickets, 20 bucks, in the show notes for this episode. The Green Room Again, that's the green room, the numbers 4-2 dot VenueTix.com. We will see you there. When it comes to accountability, just call me a CPA.
1: <laughs> I'm the one at the party who lights up the room and the bong. <laughs> Wait, that's really good. I think you win. ChatGPT did it.
0: Oh my God! Okay, shout out to the Writers Guild. We stand with you. We stand with you truly today and all days. you guys. It's Andy's girls. Oh my God! What an episode! What a week! I didn't even ask you if you watched Jersey. What a season! I mean, listen for the AGs who are like, I don't watch VPR. What are you doing? Don't worry about it. We are going to get to all things Atlanta. We are going to get to all things Jersey. Not necessarily on this episode, but that's why I'm so thankful we're two episodes a week because there's something spectacular happening right now on television. And I have to go with the thing that we just all happen to be talking about all day long. And there's nobody that I would rather talk about. The first part of that fucking reunion, then fellow writer girl. She's a writer, (laughs) producer, host of the podcast Pot Psychology and owner of PipeDreams.fun, Tracy Morrissey. Tracy Morrissey, welcome
1: back. Thank you so much. I am so excited to talk to you. I just I love talking to you know uh, well uh, you of course but like I bravo mean. people in general but like like I said before the last time I was on your podcast like at your birthday I just like mm. had the best time because it was just like I didn't even have to pretend to like ask people no, you know God, oh what's no. going on with you like what do you do for a living <laughs> <laughs> it was like just straight into like Bethany you know <laughs> like Scandival, like whatever
0: Honestly, I had such a chill birthday. I was so glad you were here. I did no less than like four different like mini birthday dinner. You know, like with like a friend, we go to whatever because I stretch it out. But my favorite part was the hang that I had with you, with Dylan, with like a a bunch of Bravo people. We were just shooting the shit having Vegan gluten-free birthday cake, which is how I introduced it to literally every single person, and they're like, Stop telling me that you're not helping. Um, which was delicious. Shout out Clementine Bakery in Brooklyn. But it, we've just honestly talked about Bravo the entire we didn't even it wasn't even a consideration. It's like just yeah. go straight into the thing that we care about, and that's the night. I love it. And no it. one
1: was apologizing about it. It was just it was just excitement.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like that's the we don't have to, you know, my the whole bullshit. If there's a platform that I have it's about removing the guilt from guilty pleasure and just there you go embracing and knowing there's intrinsic value in this. We don't have to yes. convince each other of value. Exactly. We know that there's
1: value. Yes, exactly. And it's it's it feels like home.
0: It does. I mean, I do also have to say you and I are both survivors of the Tom Sandoval concert experience. I was so thankful and appreciative of interviewing you for the piece I wrote about that special night I will always treasure for the Daily Beast. And you had some great. Great thoughts and feels. You had attended his Long Island show a few days before I went to the one in New York. His poorly um,
1: attended Long Island show. No one was there.
0: Uh, so <laughs> I would be curious. I mean, we talked about this in the piece, which guys I'll link in the show notes, but um, uh, what do you think the experience is like to attend that concert now? Do you think that people are as interested in going even just to like boo and jeer or do you think that's maybe fallen off as the finale aired and as we're in the midst of the reunion as i mean i've been
1: seeing it on tiktok and people are still like just ariana ariana and like bringing posters and shit like it's Like I said before, like, it's just fun because, you know, when you go to that, that you're going to be around like-minded, you know, you're going to be around Bravo Mm -hmm. people. So that's what's like fun about it. You know what I mean? So I think that I'm sure that he's people are going, you know, for the to make fun of it, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like but I don't know if he's like, you know, selling out places in the Mm -hmm. Midwest or whatever, like in smaller cities. No, I I know he's not. Cause he sold out NYC, right? No, he
0: didn't. No, no. Oh, I thought he did. Mm-mm. There were oh, okay. a ton of people on the floor. There were definitely a couple hundred people on the floor, but literally in what I call the millennial elder care section where I absolutely <laughs> sat. <laughs> which was like the seated kind of like stadium style in the back. It was a smattering of people. It was like literally oh. me, Chloe Feynman behind me with her, uh, SNL pals, which was <laughs> iconic. And then like, pockets of people of like couples sitting down but it it, it literally was not sold out and I got a statement from Tom which I asked for about his response to the tour and also genuinely asking obviously genuinely but like asking like why didn't you cancel this (laughs) like why are you still on tour did you think of rescheduling and his response was like I'm having a rad time and most of the shows are sold out and it's his show is on Groupon which I, it, I don't expect that his show it's a, he keeps putting out this illustration and this narrative his reality of this thing being more successful than it is I don't understand why he is telling reporters that the tour is sold out when he's doing two for one deals and selling stuff on Groupon it yeah. doesn't mean that it's. A failure I would argue it's a failure because he's bad like I it doesn't it, that's not from a ticket sales perspective there are bad artists who sell out and good artists who don't like what does that yeah. have to do with it? he just adds on in a way that I don't know that that's helping but that's also
1: purely Tom like creating that his own narrative seems to track right like mm-hmm. we've seen it on the show we've seen we even saw it you know on the first episode of the fin of oh, sorry the first episode of the reunion Like he's saying that he first told Schwartz about it in late January. Like they didn't line up like he didn't line up the dates or whatever. Like and I think that the dates are still I think it's still kind of questionable about like when the hell this all started, because I don't believe anything that that guy says. I literally do not believe
0: anything he's saying out loud. I don't believe a single thing. And I don't even know, I feel like Schwartz is in a weird position, came across, came across, I thought in the part one of the reunion, like an absolute piece of shit. But I think he's still trying to figure out, like, how much of Tom do I protect if I understand or always knew he was lying? But also I have specific timing that he told me, like, what happens when that contradicts? Like, how hard can you go to defend this man when defending him comes at the cost of your own critique you know what I'm saying like it makes it worse for Schwartz
1: but I would go hard for my best friend and I would absolutely do what I could to protect them especially if we had like a business together that I needed to like protect my investment but I would I would lie for my best friend 100% but they just didn't get they didn't think to even like line their stories up which was stupid And also, like, I'm kind of confused
0: about what they thought was going to happen. I think Tom knew, especially in advance of, like, filming his one-on-one with Andy, that this wasn't going to go well. But even in how he spoke to Raquel during part of the first reunion where he's like, just so you know, or maybe that was in the follow-up for next week. Yeah, preview. He was like, just so you know, Ariana's going to come hard for you. And it's like, sweetie, like, you didn't. Is that news to you guys that she would be mad, including at Raquel? Like, why are you even – is that stupid? And Raquel being like, you know, preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. Like, sweetie, like, what was the best going to be? Maybe this is an idiotic thing for me to even mention because it's so ridiculous. But,
1: like, what was best? You don't say that about, like, going into a reunion where you, like, fucked your – like, one of your best friends – boyfriends and wasn't even just fucking it was it was an affair it was like a love affair it was it was beyond you know has margaret josephs commented on any of this because like i'm really curious to know what she thinks about it all since she engaged in the same exact thing you know like her affair with her husband while she was still married to her first husband that went on for like 18 months or something she said was she good
0: friends with her ex Wait, how would that have worked? Oh, no, because they were both married. Was she good friends with Joe Benigno's Benigno's w- then-wife?
1: I imagine because Joe was her contractor that he had some kind of a relationship with Jan, her first husband. You know what I mean? Like, he was around the house. The kids probably knew who he was. That's an interesting point. I, haven't,
0: I hadn't thought about the Marge of it all, noting that I think many, I mean, obviously Candace is like on a roll with her yeah. commentary, but like, I don't know how many other housewives have really spoken on this aside from like just commenting on random shit on social being like, OMG, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It would be uh kind of interesting to hear her thoughts, but I also just kind of felt like, I felt like I was, Living in a little bit of an alternate reality, watching that reunion in ways that were not all just like batshit, insane, bad. For example, the way that Lala was not letting Lisa Vanderpump Loved get it. away with anything, I was like, there is no other point in time where this would land as if not on Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills until now where this is landing so effectively where I feel like Lala genuinely in this context has the upper hand. I was shaken
1: by it. Yes. And even Ariana, like Ariana was pushing back a little and then she softened a little bit. But like, you know, the thing is, is that they don't work at Lisa's establishment. Yeah. Of course. Like Lisa's the EP of the show. And she's still involved, but she's clearly doesn't have the sort of hold on them Mm -hmm. that she used to. And I'll tell you this, like, historically, Lisa has always been very easy on the guys and way harder on the women. And that is not working for her right now. Like being, you know, a little I mean, she's not being easy on Sandoval, but she's certainly not being hard. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and there's a way that she
1: just seems kind of mystified
0: about boundaries that feels similar to the Toms in the idea of like, yeah, we're not punishing you. This isn't like you're getting a timeout to pull from DJ James Kennedy's uh, verbiage. (laughs) It's not like you're getting punished if you continue to hang out with these people. But I don't want to have someone in my life Who is continuing a relationship, which is a boundary conversation and and self-protection, which is an extension of that. And also, if I was Ariana, like I get that this is for a TV show and everything else, but regardless of that, if I'm having a conversation with someone and they're asking me questions about intimate subjects, which LVP absolutely would yeah. I'm not going to tell her things if I know exactly. she's filming in two days with Tom. I don't want... she's just going to tell him. Yeah. You know? And like, listen, he'll find out anyway when episodes come out, when I'm having conversations with people. I'm not going to make this experience any easier for him. He doesn't deserve that kind of access to me. And also, Tom looks for intimate moments or uh, things that have happened in Ariana's life to manipulate them, to mm-hmm. defend himself. Like yeah. if you don't understand that at this point, you don't deserve to talk to her one-on-one.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, have you been listening to, I've been listening to all their podcasts. Like I never really listened to them before. Actually, yeah. I actually really like Lala's though. That's the only one I subscribe to. She's good. But, um, uh, you know, Sheena, it's really like guest dependent. Right. Uh, but I've been listening to Jax and Brittany and uh, it really I really go on like I, I try to see what they're talking about. Sometimes I skip it because it's like I don't really care about like hearing about their kid's birthday party or some <laughs> shit like that. But, you know, with when Kristen Doty's on, hell yes. Yeah. But like so I feel like, you know, I have been. I've been consuming every single bit of content around this entire thing. So I do feel like I know a lot that's going on. So like I know that Tom's like high school best friend died last week. And Tom that's who? Been like, Which Tom? Uh, I'm sorry, Sandoval.
0: Oh, oh but who was also really good friends with Ariana and Kristen because I saw yeah, the social media. Yeah, right. and okay, Jack, apparently. Jack
1: said he talked got to him it. like every day almost. Wow. Um, and none That's of terrible. them were able to make it to the funeral because he's Muslim. So he had to be buried within 24 hours mm. so no one could like get there in time. Um, and so I, Sheena mentioned on her podcast that she had reached out to Sandoval because like Jacks and Brittany were saying that they didn't know whether or not they should reach out to him, they reached out to Ariana. And uh, but Sheena said she reached out to him and Jack's like, oh, he probably thinks that that's his way back in. But she's <gasps> like, he didn't respond to me.
0: Oh, God. That's a terrible thing for Jack's to say.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, but he's right. That's his way. Back. He he probably is like, oh, Sheena's Sheena's softening. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, I don't think if someone's in the middle of mourning their best friend's death that I that I think is like. And spoiler alert, I'm not a huge fan of Jacks. I think that's particularly crass, but I don't know i mean i i I understand why he wouldn't respond because he's probably in a place of a lot of pain. I think his expressions on social media uh Sandoval's in the last twenty four hours have been completely fucking nuts, but um, yes.
1: Yeah I can uh, I can understand that I mean and uh, because the vitriol towards him has been so intense right and toward his business and it's like he does fucking suck but he didn't murder anybody you know what I mean like he didn't he didn't like he didn't like hurt and he didn't like kick an animal or you know what I mean like he didn't do something like of course he hurt Ariana but um this I'm is this eyes. is a, a common thing that does have like Lisa was right. This does happen. So I understand everybody in their circle feeling that way about him. But for the entire like all of America to like really fucking come down on this guy is is that's a lot to take on. Like any person would be psychologically affected by that. You know what I mean? And then to have your best friend die on top of that. I'm sure he's like just spiraling. Although he did mention at his show when I saw him that he had been sober for 30 days.
0: Yeah I mean listen putting aside a a personal tragedy in his life because I you know I there's not a lot for me to add to that um, nor really should I. Um, I think it's inarguable although people have found a way to argue it that he's a complete piece of shit. I don't
1: totally. I always thought that though. Oh did you. Okay. Yes. I never liked him. And Ariana, and I think this is probably true in their real life, and it certainly is true on the show. I always was like, is, does he, is he secretly like awesome? Because he fucking sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand because she's so cool. Right. And and smart, you know, and and like poised and well spoken. And she's always on the right side of an argument, I think. So, and and when she's not, it's because she's trying to like not like. Pick a side. She's trying to be objective or whatever. So I never like. I feel like everyone gave him a pass because of her because he had her stamp of approval and uh, like. But I always thought he sucked. I always thought that he was che- that he cheated with Miami girl. I I always thought that he was probably still cheating because Schwartz was still cheating. Schwartz was still getting it. So of course right. they're still doing. They're both still doing that. They're they're in it together. They're in cahoots.
0: Yeah, and I just have to say for the record, that I don't love, just my personal opinion, the argument of like, because he didn't kill anyone, this attention is completely out of sorts. Like, I can't imagine how it must feel to have the internet hate you, but his response to it has essentially only reinforced people losing their shit. And there is a terrible example of that that I'm just going to make Noting this could be triggering to people because it has to deal with mental health and a conversation around suicide. So I just want to make that clear to skip ahead if that is something um, that you find triggering, which I can completely understand and appreciate. I watched. Did you watch the Call Her Daddy interview with Ariana? I did.
1: I've I've, I've you've watched everything. all of it. What am I talking about? Yeah, you've, you watched all. all the
0: podcasts. You're reading all this shit. You're it's you mm-hmm. are an, an, an encyclopedia. You are a resource for all of us. (laughs) So I thank you for your service. But during that interview, which is two hours long, a Spotify exclusive and something you can watch, I highly recommend watching it. I thought Alex, who's the host of um, Call Her Daddy, did an excellent job.
1: Yeah, I've Um, never listened to that podcast before. And I actually came away from that being like, wow, she did a really good job in that interview.
0: She did. And I when Call Her Daddy came out and it was like, Here's who I'm fucking and something something dicks and stuff that God bless is not really my vibe but since when the split happened when she and Sophia engaged in that huge crazy stuff with Barstool I watched Alex's response video which I've seen a couple times and was like oh she's actually really interesting and I have watched some of her interviews not all of definitely not all of them but I really came away thinking like oh you know what this break in her new direct she's on a new beginning by call her daddy mm-hmm. by Ramona and the way that she has chosen to kind of change her show and its position and ost- ostensibly mission statement I think has been really really great and very interesting to watch play out but all that being said back to the point of this, Uh, Ariana shared a lot of stuff on Call Her Daddy, including the information that Tom, sharing on Howie Mandel's interview, if you could call it that, more monologue, and certainly repeatedly on Vanderpump Rules, That Ariana, quote unquote, in his words, threatening to Mm -hmm. kill herself, and again, I'm Mm -hmm. using his language, Mm -hmm. was inaccurate
1: and uh, actively so. I knew that I knew immediately when he said that, that that wasn't true. And you know why I knew that? Is because that's what abusers do when someone's trying to break up with them. And she's not an abuser. Like, I just knew that that was exaggerated or, or whatever. T- exaggerated or taken out of context or twisted or whatever because that's something that, like, somebody who has been shitty to someone and is trying to keep them in the relationship, that's something that – that's a threat. It is a it's If it's actually a threat. It is a threat. He was portraying it as being a threat. That's not what – that's not what someone who is – people who struggle with that like I think I don't know if they would announce that they were going to do that they probably would just fucking do it you know what I mean
0: well I don't know that I agree with that I think that suicidal ideation and the conversation about it is in fact something that Ariana has been very brave and courageous in discussing publicly her Mm -hmm. experiences and her journey with mental health which is why it's terrible to do and lie about in any context, but he is specifically manipulating her sharing information on her mental health in the hopes of, you know, having that be a public conversation. He is using that to punish her for being upset and using it to try to quiet critique of why he did this.
1: Or why he couldn't leave.
0: And why he couldn't leave, which is why Sheena responding and Ariana responding in that interview and saying, Isn't it so interesting that he is saying, I allegedly said these things specifically if he broke up with me. It wasn't that she was saying, I feel this way. She, in his mind, was using it as a threat that Mm -hmm. if he dared leave her, this is what she would do. And yet he didn't tell their therapist. He didn't Mm -hmm. tell any of her friends. He didn't tell her family. So he was worried About, I would assume that this man was worried about her mental health, not just in the construct of their relationship, but anything else. He was so worried he didn't tell anyone and is now only telling people on camera, specifically when it potentially works in his favor to quiet critique. It is one of the shittiest things that i have ever seen someone do or hear mm-hmm. someone talk about so when we have a conversation of he didn't he didn't lol irony alert murder anyone he didn't harm anyone no he actually did and he's engaging in a conversation that is unproductive and dangerous when it comes to mental health and suicidal ideation he is actively harming not only our understanding of ariana but also her understanding of who she is herself that she even has to come forward and say because i talked about these things on television that doesn't mean that whatever has been going on in my life happened here and it absolutely is not connected to what he said and absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) He knew that he was lying in the moment. He knows that didn't happen. And he's still saying it to defend himself. I think that's. One of the shittiest things that a person can do, I don't think it's funny, I think it's harmful, I think it's actively harmful for Ariana, her own story, the fact that she even has to say and push back and say that didn't happen is psychotic to me, like LOL to pull from another phrase that I'm using in an illustrative way, not literally, I I think he is so terrible, and I think it backs up what Lala was saying that he's dangerous. I do think he's dangerous. I don't think danger just has has to be physically. I think it is dangerous to Ariana's mental health for him to lie in that way. And I think he's a piece of shit. I think he's yeah. a bad guy. And like, we can pretend that because he hasn't kicked a dog, <laughs> that he. Uh, that he is not as bad as people are saying, but you know what? In some ways, he's worse.
1: No, it's not. It's not that. That's not what I mean. I mean the. Like, I don't the, mean you. I mean like the, the greater. The public response. The yeah. Public response, like the death threats and all of that shit. Like that's I. I that's what's probably getting to him. You know what I mean? Like I just as I've had the internet hate me before for different things, uh, like back in the day when I first started writing at Gawker, the commenters at Gawker were so mean to me. And it was like a thing that I was almost like obsessed with because, you know, the internet was like still kind of old. So the internet was like newish, you know, and like having to hear people's opinions about me was like really awful. And it was like just a, a sliver of probably what he's been getting. So I'm just saying that like, I think because I've, you know, I I read the Reddits and stuff and the things that people are saying, they're like, they're taking it a little too far. It's like, come on now. Like, you have to just like it. This is for me. It's entertainment. You know, I love watching this show. I always thought he was a piece of shit, but like I never, you know, told felt felt the need to tell him that. To, you know what I mean
0: right you and I are not tagging him and things we're not yeah. commenting and saying you suck on his posts exactly that no tagging no and also guys literally no tagging you should <laughs> not tag even in a positive way honestly on any content creators account it gets people very very easily blocked including yes. if it's positive because when a bravo Leb is being swarmed with negative critique they're just gonna block everyone that comes exactly. in their way I don't begrudge them for that so just stop doing it yeah um and also, if you're following a content creator who's encouraging it, I would ask you to question why you're following and supporting that person. Yeah. But anyway, obviously, death threats are unacceptable, inexcusable, disturbing, and also illegal. I would argue, too, that there are other forms of targeting and attacking. You and I have both been attacked on social in different ways. I've been doxxed. I've been threatened. I've been body shamed repeatedly. I've mm-hmm. been mental health shamed repeatedly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point, it's it's, uh, it's at times unproductive to totally. check certain things because it can only at a certain point have a negative impact in one's life or experience or interest in continuing down this world. But also it's like, I don't know. It's, that's a terrible thing. People shouldn't be doing it. The Bravo community is extremely toxic and oftentimes looking for an excuse, but also
1: a segment of
0: it, but also this man sucks. Like, and it's for some of us, the first time we've discovered this and a huge fucking deal that one of the stars of a reality TV show for a, over a decade. We're at the 10th season, but every season yeah. doesn't film every year and come out. That he's been a Bravo Lab for over 10 years and for some of us it is a shocking revelation about who maybe he's been all along. Like I I don't begrudge people for being upset. I don't discount the and I this is not absolutely not aimed at you at all but like the conversation of like is this overblown I mean I don't know is anything overblown like you could say that about literally anything but at a certain point some of these men have gotten away and maybe are still getting away with being terrible especially to their partners both toms suck and have continued including on those reunion couches of trying to manipulate their former partners and trying to distract from their own poor behavior, and it's high time that viewers, especially women, say you, you're you, are you are bad. You're not great. You're not great. You're not great right now.
1: This is the first year that I act- I disliked Schwartz, even though he had always cheated. He cheated on Katie and blah blah blah. He was I always found him charming, Sam, and I um and attractive, and in a way that I like, and um. And I thought that he was funny like he's he has like really good lines. I think he's a lot smarter than most of the cast Uh, and he plays dumb for a lot of the time. Yes. Uh, But like I was so incensed when he fucking made out with Raquel and then went over and took a piece of sushi off of Kate Katie's Mm -mm. plate that I was like how? dare you. That was disgusting. I was so pissed off. And also, I'll tell you this, I always was on, even though Kristen was crazy, Crazy in a way that I love. Yeah, she's um, chaotic.
0: I mean, we need. Oh my her. god, we need chaotic
1: her. neutral. That's what I. That's where I land mm. on uh, in the whatever that test is called. Um, <laughs> and, she, and she's like a woman after my own heart. Like like looking up people's like through the emails and like finding people online and all that other shit. Like I love that. But um, I always was on her side when it came to the the Tom Sandoval shit. Um, with, with the thing with Ariana, I never believed that he and Ariana had only kissed. And I think that they were fucking, like, because it's, there's so many parallels with the Mm -hmm. Rachel thing. Yeah. With Raquel and, and Ariana and the season two reunion, I actually felt really bad for Kristen because... You know her boyfriend of six years. They had just broken up. Kristen is someone she wasn't in a good place mentally, mm-hmm. and like she said that, and it was also pretty obvious. And then he there, she's sitting there. He's holding Ariana's hand at this reunion, and they Ariana and Tom are telling her that she has borderline personality disorder. They're like telling her, "Yeah, they, oh my god, they I'm were, like,
0: eyes." I forget this. Oh, Yves. Yeah.
1: They were telling her, "Oh, you have to look up the definition, blah blah blah," and they're like listing off all these things, and I, oh, that was God. so fucked up. And so I always felt bad for Kristen in that way. And you know, even if she did have borderline personality or BPD, or whatever, like uh, that—that's first of all not for them to say. They're not—they're do- not doctors. Nobody is. No. Most of us watching
0: are not, no matter how much no, we try. No, I to don't use- even know
1: if most of them didn't even go to college. So. Like I, I just don't, I just was, oh, and I, because I, in my, if I put myself in her shoes, I would be devastated if that was happening to me. And she of course did shitty things. She fucked her best friend's ex-boyfriend, um, but like while she still had a boyfriend, but um, that doesn't mean that she deserved that treatment. You know what I mean? So I always kind of, and so maybe that's why, but I always liked Ariana too. So like mm. after that, like I think Ariana really grew on me. I, I realized that she's smart and blah and cool and, uh, you know, usually on the right side of an argument. Uh, and I love that she and Kristen ended up becoming friends. Yes. Like the, the our ex-boyfriend thing is phenomenal, but like, yeah, I um I don't know why did I start talking about that?
0: Because you're talking I, about um the ways that history has oh, not necessarily yes, been kind especially to Kristen.
1: Yeah, but but also again there there is another there's another instance right there of Tom weaponizing the mental, mental health. health of his ex-girlfriend and I absolutely hate when men Say that a woman is crazy, especially when they're talking about their ex-girlfriend or their ex-wife, because I know that they did some shit that made her lose it. And then they like were like, oh, whoa, look at the way she's acting now. And it's like, Like you that's that's it's so fucked up and if somebody calls their ex-girlfriend crazy one day they will say that about you if you're right. their new girlfriend you're going to be the crazy ex-girlfriend one day.
0: I have always felt that and I look at when I God forbid and absolutely God forbid trigger warning on a date and. Um, Or talking to some guy and they start talking really poorly about their ex and saying Mm -hmm. anything about whatever or she was acting out of turn or essentially saying she's crazy without using those words, which can also be said. My immediate reaction, which I do also say out loud, is what did you do to her?
1: exactly why
0: I've literally said that, that poor I woman one specific where someone was very upset that their ex wanted to drop off stuff and but didn't want to see him and he he essentially deserves to have a friendship and relationship with her how dare she remove that whatever and I was like what what did you do to her like there yeah. if she doesn't want to see you it's because you fucking did something so what did you do like I'm yes. I'm never gonna be on that- side of the person that I'm dating when they speak poorly in that way sorry to the two percent who might have a reason that's based in some sort of reality
1: but 98 But also keep it to yourself
0: I mean, also, yeah, it's because I'm like, you're going to talk to me. And I'm sure that they did, because I'm also that person who when I'm done in a whatever ship, I'm done. I don't want to yeah. stay in touch. I'm not following you nope, on social. Same. I'm removing you as a follower. A- Absolutely.
1: Oh, I don't remove them as followers. I want them to see what they're missing. So <laughs> I,
0: I used to do that. And then I was like, no, I think I'm OK. And there was somebody where I was like, I'm good. I don't even need to see you in my like thing as a whatever you you're good if you want to follow me again we can both be embarrassed by that decision on your behalf but like I'm okay and also my thing is public so like you can just do what everybody else does in this fucking world and just like creep um but the the whole thing with Schwartz is interesting because I really have always oh god I've been like charmed by him same. And there are ways where
1: I do feel empathy for him, and I've taken his side. I yeah, I've also thought that Katie had been harsh a lot of the time, yeah. which is I actually should have known better, um, because you know my ex-husband ex husband is incredibly charming. He reminds me so much of Shorts. Mm. They he's like funny and smart and cute and charming. And when we're when we would be out in public together like he's the more likable one but he's the one that was like you know like making me a pissy person when we go out in public because like we just had some like stupid ass fight at home before we went out and then i'm unable to shake that mood and he is so i totally like i really understood katie this season i really like my my whole view on her completely changed um i never really liked the slut shaming stuff before with her uh but mm. that and that i think that always is what kind of kept me like eh, at about a distance her. yeah yeah but you know she's older people change uh like the thing with 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 uh ariana. lala as well oh, yeah, yeah yeah
0: lala yeah like
1: like how like people are like oh well you're a hypocrite for being mad at at sandoval about this blah 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 but like listen ariana i mean sorry lala was so young when she got with Randall so young and so inexperienced, she didn't go to college. She was living at home till she was 23 years old and she uh, she was kind of green like she met him like right after going to L.A. And, um, you know, she clearly wasn't with him for his looks. So there's obviously like a, a discussion to be had that like, yeah, maybe she liked him for his money, but also he liked her for her. Body Beauty and her face yeah so but like she's clearly a different person now and like I would rather someone I would rather change my behavior and have someone call me a hypocrite than like stay the same shitty person for the rest of my life and like I don't understand why people think that like people are just that that one thing that one mistake that they made you know what I mean well
0: so many great points and I think this is also where reality uh, TV becomes an obstacle because you're rewatching, not you, but a viewer is rewatching. See, I don't even remember what happens in season three, but like season three, season four. Even if season ten is going on, you're like, wait, but I know I actually know who you still are because I saw who you were when, and it's still available 10 years for ago. me to watch. And yeah. that's the thing that Lala said to Sandoval of like, let it go. This happened forever ago. That's what was getting James really upset too with the Kristen stuff yeah. because. Well, James is maybe not a great example in many ways.
1: Well, he was also very young. He was twenty-one, and she, was she like ten years older than he
0: was? She's yeah, she's like, I don't know, about t- actually, maybe entirely possible. She, I think yeah. she might be. She might be.
1: She's over forty.
0: Yeah, and he's probably. I actually don't know. This came up in another episode. He might be still in his twenties. I don't, be 20s. He I don't might think he's still 30 be in his twenties. I would believe yeah. it if he was still in his late twenties. But I think that there is such a. um it's the trying to reconstruct a power imbalance that Sandoval is using as someone over 10 years in the game to someone who did act poorly, did behave poorly, but has mm-hmm. grown. Like yeah. the way that he's trying to punish Lala and in some ways James for yeah. previous behaviors, noting that in aspects of their character, they have very clearly grown and matured. And obviously, we're all imperfect people. You have to be the most imperfect of people to have joined VPR over a decade ago. The way that Ariana was potentially trying to use mental health to shame Kristen. Would you ever see Mm -hmm. Ariana doing that? Never. Ever after that period of time? Like, the conversation that we have as Bravo creators, as Bravo-holics, there are things that I said when AG began seven years ago in ways that I maybe felt about a, a humanity or lack thereof that I no longer feel. I give my per- myself permission to not shame myself for how I to felt evolve. previously. We evolve. That should be a good thing. And the way that – um, oh, there's a phrase that I want to use, but I forget. The way that Sandoval is still so focused on trying to exacerbate – um. And, and call out and shame Lala and silence her views and her growth. He's trying to punish her for growing by mm-hmm. saying you're not the person that you're presenting now. You are who you were then, which is how you will always be. You don't deserve to have an opinion because you at one point fucked up, which is a level of, humanity that he's trying to remove from people because it only benefits him in the end yes shout out to astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Duranda on the Upper East Side. AstroPro always has my back and nose. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. AstroPro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I wanna know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email, is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give A family member or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code AndySgirls at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. With code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills Aaron and your life and mine. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly, Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's r-o dot c-o slash Andy's Girls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. <laughs> Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Whey. Whey's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair, and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Whey's anti-frizz cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Whey's other bestsellers. They're leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz-free up your schedule with Whey. Go to t h e oua icom and enter promo code ANDY for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com
1: with promo code ANDY. But also because he hasn't changed. He's still the he same person that he was. fucking all. So maybe that's, maybe he thinks that people don't change. Maybe that's what he thinks because he's still the same. You know what I mean? But like Katie put it best during the, re- the reunion when she was like the stakes are higher dude like that's why like when while i was saying you know this was who james was going to marry this was the woman that was your life partner it's different it's different than like living in a shithole apartment with y- you, your girlfriend in your 20s and you guys are cheating on each other and you're like waiters like this is different this is like you guys own a home you uh decided to have this life together she I uh, God, the fact that she froze her fucking eggs I can't for him. I can't. Thank God he did not fertilize thank them. Thank
0: God. God, because there is a clicking clicking. There's a <laughs> ticking clock that that is not that would have been They would
1: uh, have had to destroy them.
0: I mean, they're just there's a phrase there's something I'm I just think that would have been there's something I want to say but I'm not going to say it I'm going to say it but don't take me seriously it would be to me like a form of abuse like to do that knowing the way that you're doing now it would be a use of power over her future and manipulation that would be so horrifying when it comes to a woman's you know choice of how she wants to move forward in her future and decisions that she wants to make and and, and her in freezing her eggs was saying I'm not sure that I want to do this but I want to provide for myself the option if I change no, provide my mind for
1: him the option no but
0: also for that's herself. what she said yeah yeah she said she wanted him. him
1: to have that because that was important to him so you know it, it's you know she has it for herself but like she specifically did that because that was something he that he said was important to him clearly it wasn't
0: listen tracy don't forget okay he his needs weren't being provided because he wasn't getting laid while he was fucking someone else he his dick slipped and fell into raquel because for he was you like know, a year <laughs> for a year, maybe longer, by the way. I yeah, don't know what that longer. reveal is going to be, but I feel like it. Oh, has. let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part three of the reunion. We've been told that something comes out that no one in the cast knows about except for ostensibly the person who shared it.
1: It was in uh, the Variety article.
0: Shadow
1: out Arthur. Arthur. Shadow out yes. Arthur. We love. So it was a. Uh, a Variety article with, uh, that Kate Arthur wrote, and she interviewed both Lisa Vanderpump and Alex Baskin, who's the EP of the show, and he was at Evolution, but I think he started his own um, production company now. Mm. Uh, he said that um, they were delaying filming because the cast needs to see all three episodes of The Reunion, and he said it's not just a recap. There is new information He said that he's not just teasing this, that it's actually true. And that he said, I'll put it this way. There are revelations, plural, Mm. and they are revelations that not all of them know now. So we need a little space. I have been obsessed with trying to figure out what the hell this could be. Like people were saying, oh, Raquel's pregnant. Uh, She's not. Uh, She's, you know, her camp has confirmed that she's not. I there are a couple different things I think it could be. Um but like so I think but like the thing is like you have to think like why would they need time? Why would they need to know all of that information? Like one of the things I was thinking was like, oh maybe maybe they've been maybe they've been having an emotional affair since right. Raquel was with James and right. that's why she broke off the engagement. Um but I but like I don't know why that would make a difference because the damage is done. You know, it doesn't really even matter at this point because it it was long enough, you know, for it to be. So even if they find out that it went on even longer, I don't know why they would need time to digest that. Um, I think that it might be one of the things I was thinking was that, you know, maybe Raquel tried to harm herself. That's one of the things that I'm wondering if it is. Although it says revelations because I would think if they need they might need to know that in order to I was just thinking like maybe they need maybe he thinks that they need to understand her more or something. I don't know what the fuck could it be? No,
0: I don't think that that is any kind of if that was in fact Something that's discussed that to me is not an explosive revelation that would rock the cast and that would be an incredibly poor taste and also a dangerous narrative to place around mental health that I would argue Vanderpump Rules needs to focus on a little bit. Um, I mean, she
1: is in a facility now. The thing is is that I... Well, we don't actually know, we actually don't know, and this isn't me discounting
0: what Raquel is going through, but just to quite literally say, we don't know where she is or what she is seeking treatment for, as we did not understand the TRO, which obviously had a great impact on production, which came with a very strongly worded statement from her team that one could argue was not based in the reality of what actually occurred. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying this to in any way discount from what she's going through. It is entirely possible that she is seeking treatment. It is also to say that we literally have no information. So I think any kind of conversation in any way or the other, I don't I don't see that being in any way related to this. Cause it just that would be just so that would be in such
1: poor taste. On Kristen's podcast, um, she had one of their good friends on Janet, who's like friends with everybody, and she said that, um and you know, Ariana has said this in uh was it the Hollywood Reporter or Variety or whatever. And she also mentioned it on Watch What Happens Live that, you know, Raquel had been sending letters and right. um and the Janet mentioned that, you know, the return address was the facility that she's in or whatever. Um, but she also was sending postcards which is so fucked up because like to the place it. where Ariana lives. Yes. And and with lightning <sighs> bolts on it. With lightning no! bolts on it. Mhm. What? Yep. And in, like writing oh like this gosh. I'm thinking of you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't I just don't think it would be a revelation. I just think that would be in such poor taste on the part of production to say that this I don't know is if something that's going to that be rock. so
1: explosive though. Like,
0: I think that would be incredibly manipulative for them to say that something and I would assume that if something is shared, she would be the one to share it if anybody else is discussing it without. Well, no, I think that that's that's why
1: he's like they have to see all the episodes because I'm assuming that Raquel's uh, one on one is not going to play into it until, like, the third episode, you know?
0: Well, also, they had those title cards of, like, so-and-so is saying Tom is doing this for a reason to, like, allegedly clear his name, Ariana, yada, yada. And Raquel's was, like, whatever, share her side of the story
1: how this all happened yeah
0: and also at the bottom part of it or continuing on it said more on that later which to me Mm -hmm. was like that is going to be a part of part three i assumed that it was going to be maybe they were fucking while she was with james which as you said it's like how much of that would really rock the cast i actually think that it really would if james finds out that raquel was with tom potentially while he was considering Tom a big brother, while Tom was paying for the engagement, whatever else, I do think that that would have a horrifying impact on uh, not just James, although he would be at the center of that, but I think on other cast members. But also the whole thing with this, the phrasing of it by Alex is confusing to me because Andy has since said, that like I, I think it was in a and a with Casey and Danielle when he was on his book tour he was doing a lot of very good interviews and he said at some point like yeah I've seen that because they asked him like what could this possibly be I'm glad they did and his response was like you know something's going to come out but it's not going to be like crazy like he was saying yeah. it's not going to be insane so for Alex to say it's not going to it is going to be insane Alex who has a vested interest in this
1: No, I don't think he said it was me insane. He just said it's something that they all need to see, and so. But that is that
0: is like a shocking. I mean, yeah, he didn't use quote unquote the language insane, but he's saying this is something that is. I mean, tell me if I'm reading into this, but the way that I hear that is like it's explosive. How do you how do you not see that it's explosive? Initially,
1: initially I thought that, but I literally read over and over his exact words like so many times because I've been so obsessed with this. Yeah, I love this. I think that it means that. That he doesn't want to pick up cameras because right away because they need cooling down time after they find out this information and it would be kind of like akin to like when Jersey went like they didn't stop filming they went right in from from uh, season three to season four with strippergate and everything and that did kind of like make things. Really nuts for yeah, everyone. Totally. Um, and I bet that like story-wise, it was probably really difficult for them to edit stuff and blah blah blah. Um, and so maybe that's what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with like people were saying. Oh, contract negotiations. Like I know the way that these contracts like work and are structured. And um, it, I don't think it has any because they're locked in for five years at a time. The only oh. the person yeah like they're locked in so like um they would have to so for example they're all right so all of the originals were they've been now in for 10 years so the originals katie sandoval and sheena will be probably renegotiating their contracts or redoing them or whatever but there's there's these incremental pay raises that happen with each season so it's not going to be something that's that crazy i don't think but like for example like Jax wasn't doing, they didn't like, he didn't go out and do a bunch of uh, reality shows and neither did Kristen or Stasi right after they were, um, you know, not renewed because they probably were still locked in until this year. And now all of a sudden, Jax said that he went and filmed something. Kristen just filmed The Goat or whatever that is. So they were, they were probably like in a non-compete for the last, two or three years that they weren't on the show. Um, and so uh, I don't think it has anything to do with contract negotiations. What do you think about, about Kristen and, and Jax and them coming back?
0: I'm into Kristen coming back because I think that the dynamic with Ariana is really interesting. And I think that yes. um, she obviously has a vested interest in destroying Tom. And I am happy to watch that play out.
1: Yeah. And Jax, though. I would say Jax is a friend of. Like, if Jax just was around for you know, parties or like some other shit because he really knew, he really knew Tom. He knows Tom the longest out of anybody. And he's the one who called it like years ago. And he even said like, you know, back like in 2019, he was like, something's up with Ariana and Tom's relationship. That relationship isn't right or whatever because he probably knew that Jax was, I mean, sorry, he probably knew that Tom was fucking around on her
0: mm-hmm.
1: at that time. But they had, these guys had this fucking bro code right that Jax would often violate but i think that <laughs> like, <laughs> but i think at one point they were like because at one point they were like Jax, you have to stop <laughs> remember that one season when Jax was like he was like so telling hard. on both both toms and they were like you have to stop with this and so i think that like he kind of dialed that back and and but he know he ha- he knows where the bodies are buried you know
0: well, it's so interesting when you think of a bro code, because obviously James thought he was a part of that. And it turns yeah. out that according to Tom's new strategy, he never was like, I thought James had he's so fucking funny. He's just like, so he's so funny. He's like, I hate the fat shaming. Hilarious. I obviously I hate the fat shaming and the body. Because He still but does it. He does still do it. He's never going to stop doing it. I think that's a, a big sign of his uh, emotional immaturity and in some ways lack of. Uh, depth when it comes to empathy for specifically women but um no, he,
1: he calls men fat too
0: yeah but I think he targets women in a way that he connects to their sexuality or, or sexual desire mm-hmm. which I think is uh, their worth to their worth and their worth obviously is only seen in relation to how men value them so god bless mm-hmm. but um the bro code is so interesting like a phrase to even think about because it seemed readily apparent to me that Tom Sandoval was trying to be like we were never really friends because oh my if god we weren't that was close disgusting if we weren't close then that means that me fucking your fiance isn't a big deal I'm not breaking a code because I don't think of you as a bro and I just looked at James and so much of his bluster albeit very funny at points is obviously connected to a greater hurt And Mm -hmm. for James, who's someone who we've seen with his family, which is a complicated sort of dark dynamic, the way that he's had to provide for his parents now emotionally, financially and otherwise, I think is tough. Like everything that Kristen, because I've been watching random past seasons, like even when they were warring with each other, she was like he was. the the situation that he is in with his family is complicated and there's a lot of pressure and stress stress on him. So I don't take the idea of James finding a surrogate brother in Sandoval. Like, I don't take that lightly. I think for someone who was looking for consistency in some way and like emotional support and caregiving, obviously financial too with the proposal, but like, I just think the pain that James is in Is obviously directed more towards Sandoval than Raquel. And I understand that. Like, I just felt like he really is in a lot of pain. And it was upsetting to watch him watch Sandoval saying, You didn't matter to me as much as you thought you did because it works in my favor for you not.
1: That's what, and Sandoval was doing that when on the night that it was all discovered to Sheena when they were on speakerphone and that actually on the finale that's that's when that the only time I got like kind of emotional was when Sheena was talking to him because when she was like you know he put his arm around my waist and told me to get in the picture because and I felt bad for because they those girls were fucking mean to her they were horrible to her in the beginning and you know and and Tom is, he does seem to be like the, per- he does like invite more people in. And he was very inviting to James right. when other people weren't. And he, you know, was one of the only people that would film with James when other people wouldn't. So um, it's really gross that, because I think that James probably has this same feeling as Sheena in that mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like like he was my good friend. Like he was there for me, and blah blah blah. And you know, and Sheena, like ending. I mean, it, she's so it's such a Taurus to like just like end <laughs> a fifteen-year relationship um, with someone out of sheer loyalty to another friend is completely a Taurus move. Um, but like, you know, I really felt bad for her in that moment. Like she was hurting. Like she was really losing a friend, someone she thought was a friend, and for him to like go and and tell them both. That they aren't even friends and blah blah blah. Like that's not true. That's clearly not true. I've seen all of their socials. Like she's going to his fucking shows. Like she said that she there was only one show that she had missed before the scandal hit. Sheena. Sheena was supporting all of his shows. So that's that's messed up, man. Yeah, I think he really
0: tried his best to fuck with as many people as possible while he was Mm -hmm. flailing to protect himself. It shows a lack of care for these people who thought he cared more than most other people and maybe he was doing that while he was spiraling but he seems to have amped it up I mean he said on the Howie interview the only people who should be hurt by this or who were affected are myself Ariana and Raquel nobody else deserves to have a voice in this which I think to is have James
1: disingenuous. To say that about James is crazy. To say that yeah. James doesn't deserve to be hurt. I would be hurt if I had a fiance and a person I thought was one of my very good friends. And even if they weren't good friends, even if that was bullshit, they've been coworkers for like nearly a decade. Like if one of my like close coworkers, my colleagues like got with my fiance, I would be really upset about it. I would have some, I would have feelings about it. I'd be, I'd be pissed. Yeah. I mean, he was pissed when Schwartz did it and they only kissed.
0: Right, and I feel like, um, you know, there's a certain narrative that Sandoval and Raquel have presented. Apparently, we'll get more of that next week and this whole thing of did she tell someone that – did Raquel tell someone that she had been told or felt that Tom and Ariana were in open relationship in Sandoval? I like 100% never percent would. believe. 100% believe.
1: Absolutely. 100% believe. Why would she make that up? Why would she – I mean – Unless she's diabolical, but like, I just, you know, people have been saying that about her too. I just think that she's weird. Like, I don't think that, like, I think that she's just doesn't really know what's appropriate. I think that pageants have fucked that girl up. I think that she thinks that she has to compete with women and that, you know, the only thing that's like, she does have very odd reactions to things, but it might be a nervous tick. Like, she smiles when she shouldn't. You know what I mean? And, um, Uh, what Lala said was really funny. Lala said on her podcast, she's like, you know, the only time I ever saw this bitch cry is when she's talking about aging out of pageants, which is totally true. Every other time she's been, oh, no, she cried about like... uh,
0: Finding herself, finding value in herself. Finding,
1: yeah. But I think that she found value in the Toms. Like, I think that she was a fan of the show before she was on the show. Mm -hmm. And I think that she... Once the Toms, once she started hanging out with them, I think for her, that's like, oh, they're the center of the show. And she had the attention of both Toms and, you know, had the pick of both. I think she was thinking that she was winning. Like she was like, you know, and she kept accusing Katie of being jealous and accusing Lala of being jealous because of the Oliver thing. And it. it I think that's the pageant shit in her. Like she just doesn't get it. She doesn't get like talk about it. You know, girl code like she doesn't she doesn't really get it
0: yeah I mean what I'm what I meant to say in the I believe that that conversation happened is that I believe that she told someone that she felt yeah. or, or heard that Tom and Ariana were in an open relationship but I'm not going to take away from that her advantage in spreading that conversation in the hopes that other people think that way and maybe in the hopes that it um activates conversation about what Tom and Ariana are up to because maybe if there's a little light thrown in that direction, she could be, it could reflect back on her. People could find out about this because I do think she didn't want this to be quiet. She wanted to be with Tom openly. But, But if she believed it, that they were in an open relationship when she's talking over and over and over and over and over again, as Ariana have, about their closeness and intimacy, I think if Raquel actually believed that there was an open relationship, she would have told Ariana, guess who I fucked last night? Tom.
1: I would ask if he said that to me. The next day I would go to her and I would be like, are you guys, are you guys in an open relationship? Yeah. Or like, are you guys still having sex? Cause he's telling me
0: while we're having sex that he's no longer having sex with you. So I just want to clarify So she was actively involved in being duplicitous. And I'm not going to remove that because she smiles. And I also have to say, by the way, just to push back on that a little bit, she's actively smiling, not to me as a nervous tick, but she's enjoying aspects of this. In the way that she greeted Tom Sandoval in her apartment, I see no difference between that behavior and the um, uh, flashes to her and the fucking 100 yards away or whatever trailer there's to me, there's no difference. I'm not seeing. And she's actively saying at one point, oh, I want him to answer that question of why he wasn't open about what was going on. Like, I don't see her, even though I'm sure she was nervous, I'm not seeing that expressed as a substitute for pleasure because I'm seeing the pleasure throughout.
1: Well, I think that that also is part of her winning The competition winning the competition of the the guys. I think I think she thought that she won. She beat Lala with Oliver. She beat Katie with Tom Schwartz and she beat Ariana with Tom Sandoval. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people have been saying that, like, maybe the thing that drops is like about Brock. I would be devastated if that (gasps) happened. I would not. Not my Shishu. I would be really upset if that cause like poor Sheena. Like she I've like she finally is like got it. You know what I mean? Like she has the, the guy and the kid and the marriage and the house and like what she really wanted and it, it and I just would be very devastated for her if that were if that were true. But you know what? She said that she would trust, you know, Rachel Raquel in bed with him clearly she should, she shouldn't. And I think that also Rachel Raquel would have done the same with Brock, even if it didn't happen. I think that it's on the table for Rachel. It was on the table for her.
0: Totally. Except that I think she thought she was being monogamous with Tom, but I don't think she would have mm. found any allegiance towards Sheena that would have uh, prevented her from uh, engaging in some sort of sexual yada yada with Brock absolutely nothing was off the table for her which is to just echo what Schwartz was saying which was a wild thing to hear him confirm that he was saying these things in his head in his uh voice he was saying like oh I was just being like that was like subconscious or something. I'm like, no, sweetie, that was passive aggressive. It wasn't subconscious. Oh, it, it was conscious he was and very clearly stated. Right.
1: He was pissed at Tom for putting him in this position. Right. And so he was fucking ribbing him on camera like he was like fucking with him on camera. Absolutely. Yeah. It was deliberate. I think also the more I think about it, I think that the the relation, the physical part of their relationship happened way before they were filming this season.
0: Which which they, Sandoval and Raquel?
1: Sandoval and Raquel, I think when he was like, we, we did it and then we stopped for a while. And so I think that the the first time they did it, I think was a while ago. Agreed. Oh, and because um, when he said we did it like at the Mandra and then we stopped for a while, what did he only stop for four or five weeks? That's not a while. That's not a long time. Because he said a long time. We didn't We didn't again for a long time. I think it was way before. And I think that, Tom probably knew, Um, although, you know, I do believe that Tom Schwartz did not know in Mexico because I don't think he would have kissed her if he knew. Like, I think that he would have been like, "Eh," you know. Right. I don't think he would have kissed her.
0: Yeah. I think that they both understood that it was for camera and not real. But I don't think he understood why it wasn't real for Raquel. I think yes. he thought it was just like, this is something that we can do that I can also do to piss off my ex and mm-hmm. then go eat her fucking sushi on that oh table. My just so disgusting.
1: I think Raquel was. She was trying to make Tom jealous. I think she's trying to make we him. We got to use the last yeah. names.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's OK. It's it's hard. It's Tom Tom. OK? It's it Tom is Tom Tom.
1: <laughs> uh, she was trying to make Sandoval jealous with Peter. I think she's trying to make yeah. him jealous with uh, Nima because she went to. Uh, oh,
0: right. Somebody's wedding or something. Oh, Sheena's wedding. Oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody's Hannah,
1: um, the girl uh, from. Summer Houses. Summer House.
0: Yeah. Hannah Burner. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I think she's trying to make him jealous with Schwartz. And he was like pushing Schwartz on her too, which I think is very weird. Like when Lisa was like at the reunion, Lisa was like, "That's weird." And Tom Sandoval was like, "No, it's no it's not." And I believe that Tom Sandoval doesn't think it's weird. It's weird though. I think that that's weird. To push the girl that you're fucking onto your best friend and try to hook them up. That's fucking weird.
0: I think he was doing it to deflect attention off him. I think he was doing it so that they could hang out, and people wouldn't be asking questions about why Sandoval and Raquel were really close. Because if Tom and Tom hang out all of the time, and their Raquel is with them, you gotta make it about Schwartz. You can't make it about the guy who's actually fucking her.
1: I think that he gets off on being cucked a little bit. Like,
0: totally agree.
1: Totally yeah. agree. I think that may have something to do with it. I think that he, but also like when he went at, when in the one on one when Andy was like. You know, you had your mistress and your girlfriend in the audience right there. Does that get you off? And Tom is like, no, I 100% believe he was getting off on that. He may not have been jerking off to it, but like he loved it. I bet he was eating it up. It was just feeding his ego with his stupid ass cover band.
0: Mm. The dumbest thing in the world is that cover band. And also, I just have to shout out all the people who are behind Team Tom praying for you guys because to try to continue to present him as a better man that he is for people who are like his strategy or his friends making decisions about where to book him what to do with him trying to continue this narrative that he's a fucking victim like to me genuinely I say this respectfully I really think that they can go fuck themselves because what you're doing it's it's completely understandable and appropriate to have bad clients. That's the nature of this. But like what you are allowing him or maybe I don't know, maybe they're being misled in the way that he's misleading as many people as possible. Maybe they believe him when he says these things. And it's only now that Ariana is telling us that it's a lie. Maybe he's manipulating all of them. So maybe I can go fuck myself. I don't know.
1: All right. I know I I complained about uh, armchair psychiatry or (laughs) psychology before, but I will say that it seems really obvious to me and probably a lot of other people that are watching that this guy's a fucking narcissist. Like he, with, with the band and the, the side chick and the whatever, to, uh, Sandoval. And I think that he, it's my personal opinion that he grooms people. I think he groomed Ariana. I think he groomed Raquel. And he probably grooms, you know, whoever else is in his orbit, Tom Schwartz. I yeah. think that's why Schwartz is his what, what his bitch boy. Is that what Katie calls him?
0: I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs>
1: uh, so I think that's, that that's a good point. That's, yeah, I think that he he um, he's a mani- he's a manipulator. That's we we're watching him do it. What I loved about the finale is that as someone who has been severely gaslit, in relationships and in those kinds of tough conversations in a relationship and you're like sitting there in the conversation and you're like wait this this is my fault I guess Mm -hmm. this is kind of my fault the fact that she had a camera there I think was so helpful because like having an audience like be like yeah no he's fucking manipulate he's lying what do you think he's lying and I think that that gave her strength and she was able to be as strong as she was because she wasn't he wasn't able to manipulate her in the way that he probably wanted to because people were seeing it for what it was it was happening in front of their faces you know
0: yeah and you know what i do normalize changing your mind based on new information i'm changing my mind uh as of what i said 15 seconds ago in that i have the benefit of being an outsider to this and i have the benefit to me of not believing anything that he says at any time. Mm. And so when I hear information like what Ariana said, which is backing up a part of me that believed that all along, I just am so filled with rage about people who would try to platform that, which I think is just so disgusting and disturbing and not going to be talked about enough. and I so I have a lot of frustration and anger for trying to strategize that. But ultimately, that's on Tom. And maybe these people really didn't know. And maybe they're choosing just to forget or they're in the middle of being groomed or manipulated and don't have an understanding that the nice guy that they met at a wedding or the nice guy that they've seen perform mm-hmm. or the nice guy who's bought them gifts or support came them, on their
1: podcast
0: or came on their podcast is doing that for a very specific reason. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just frustrating to me. And to me, it's like specific to the Howie thing. I don't have that toward how I don't feel that animus toward Howie. Obviously, Jackie was on the pod. He really
1: didn't know. He didn't know shit. He was
0: chosen specifically because he didn't know he was not protected in any way. And maybe he was a safe space. He was a safe space. But also he was put in a bad position by the people who suggested this as a good idea.
1: I'm glad that it happened, though.
0: Oh, totally
1: it put it it showed who Sandoval is for real yeah. like um and and like and just giving him the chance to speak to say more lies he's just giving him enough rope to hang himself because like he uh when he was saying that like after he broke up with Ariana she was telling him to go f- uh fertilize her eggs, I don't think that happened. I think he was conflating, like, what happened on the season and, you know, what was going on. And also, by the way, I think that when Ariana said, we were having sex all through January, like, I think that when they when they flashed to Raquel, her face was like, oh, like, she mm-hmm. didn't know that shit. I think she thought, I bet, I'm sure that he told her, like, you know, this is... That I'm not telling her about us, but we, but we are done. We've already broken up. But like I, I'm, I can, I, I'm sure that he was giving her some like load of bullshit. You know what I mean? And so she seemed surprised to learn that, to learn that they had been intimate in January.
0: One hundred percent, Ariana of Sandoval 100% and I also Think that like a lot of her seeming Pleasure in this is coming as An extension of Tom's like What Ariana herself said on At least call her daddy uh, A couple I think Maybe there was another because inter- She's done a couple interviews it Might have been the times I forget or maybe it was Just call her daddy where she was like he's getting off On this he's getting off yeah. on the negative attention oh,
1: the-, the attention totally yeah. He's
0: getting off on the intention he likes this There's an it's all he wanted yeah and also I think it's really fucking interesting we are recording this Friday afternoon that a couple hours ago he took to Instagram stories to drag a senior editor I believe at Glamour Magazine for putting out a tongue in cheek article about has white nail polish been ruined by Tom (laughs) which is like such a nothing burger in terms of what people have said to drag him it's genuinely funny it's well written not that he cares or understands and she talks to like a fucking nail expert I just read it about it it inspired me to read it to uh, about a nail expert about like how can you not <laughs> wear white nail, <laughs> white nail polish if Tom has ruined it I, I wrote the Tom for the Daily Beast that Tom's dick broke the internet Lewis Staples wrote that he's the worst reality TV villain for Rolling Stone. New York Magazine has written repeated pieces about how he's such a piece of shit. It's so interesting to me that Tom took to, what, three or four Instagram stories, including adding this writer's handle to say she wrote such a disgusting, trashy, hateful, and biased article. How can she dare call herself a journalist? Um, he, uh, reign of terror. I'm a human being. You don't know me tagging glamour. When did you start putting out articles with such vicious personal hatred? Oh my God, sweetie. Towards someone on your platform. Is this the kind of trashy bullying rhetoric? Um, BCC Lala, who has some thoughts in the use of that word you want to represent. I'm just shocked. I thought a company was better than this so sorry nothing I seem to misspelled um to ever look good on trolls or something uh he can at least have the courage to at me if you're gonna talk shit I thought your magazine was about being positive and glamorous not trashy what happens when I wear all the colors at Michigan pride shows I'd invite you but unfortunately we're all sold out um and then tags the writer Uh, and says, you should print this out, maybe carry it in your wallet, because Tom Sandoval, the teacher of all things, especially to women, googled uh, what is a journalist and then screenshot that and tagged her because he felt that she doesn't know. And it is so interesting to me that of all of the articles... All of which I thought were have been very funny, well written, and pointed and very direct. Of all the articles, New York Magazine, Rolling Stone, I'm sure GQ has stepped in. Why would it be Glamour, which is an article not about how he's a piece of shit in and of itself, but about white nail polish, the tongue in cheek?
1: that broke the camel's back. I don't
0: think it was the straw that broke the camel's back because much like Tom I like to google things so that I can teach people. I don't know that he would listen to me because I'm a lady but Glamour.com by the way is your source for what matters to women now from outfit ideas and makeup tutorials to celebrity news and politics.
1: Always have covered beauty.
0: Always have covered beauty, always have, has been to an audience not exclusive to women, but focused on a woman's voice.
1: 100%. The nails is what made it a glamour piece. The nail, like that—that that was the peg.
0: Yeah, from two writer girls. That's how you, because <laughs> I have pitched pieces to specific magazines with yada yada, and I have attempted in some of my pitches to be like, "Here's why." Yeah, <laughs> no. If it's specific, that's the way that you pitch and sell a piece to Glamour is by making it specific to your audience. It's just so interesting to me. That Tom Sandoval, much like Tom Schwartz, is such a piece of shit, especially to women, that he would ignore the articles that more roundly and directly and fully criticize who he who he is As a villain and that he would get upset. I don't think it's a straw that broke the the camel's back. I think he said that camel's a lady. That he would directly attack a magazine that's focused on women for an article written by a woman. Because he thinks that she doesn't have the right to criticize him. He thinks she doesn't understand him. And he thinks he needs to teach her. And I think that is... Such a good example of who Tom Sandoval is. He's been harmed by yet another woman. And instead of going after the men who've done an excellent job of dragging him in much more direct ways, referencing his terrible character, he would go after the article about his nail polish. It just says so much about who he is, which is such an asshole and so manipulative especially when it comes to gender politics he
1: sucks I think that it's really rich that he is trying to give an uh he's trying to give a lesson on ethics (laughs) to somebody on ethics of journalism like give me a fucking break like he has he has no leg to stand on there you know he's so cowardly he's
0: such a pussy that like he won't even go on an interview he's so insignificant as uh in terms of any kind of radical intelligence or understanding or uh even responsibility that he feels about what he did he won't even go on an interview unless he ensures that the woman in the interview keeps her mouth fucking shut jackie howie's daughter as we discussed on the episode she was on was not allowed to question him. And then during the interview, he's like, ask me whatever you want to Howie. It's all a joke. It's all strategic and manipulative. He does not want to. It's like, spoiler alert.
1: He wants to control the narrative. He
0: wants to control the narrative. And he's very focused on his upset when women push back. You can see it in his behavior with women. You can see it in the way that he interacts with women in the cast. You can see it in the vitriol that he's putting out on his stupid fucking Instagram stories. And as someone, maybe I'm biased because I think white nail polish is stupid. I always have. I don't understand it. I think it's dumb. It makes
1: you look tan.
0: I guess maybe that's why because I'm so pale and I embrace it like I don't get it but like I love when other people get it and love it it's just not for me it's just not my lifestyle but you kill it in your white (laughs) nail polish like you do you you rock that color and maybe if you read the article which I encourage you to you'll go for a pearlescent instead like do whatever you want that makes you feel good, but it's just so interesting to me who Tom Sandoval chooses to feel bad. It's just hmm. so specific and consistent that like maybe this is why I'm so hot and bothered today, cause that really pissed me the fuck off. And as as a writer, it's it's very manipulative and shitty of him to I just think he's such a piece of shit. Whatever. Well, it's, it's fine. not that
1: he just is complaining about the article it's that he took a screenshot of her profile and put an arrow right because he was trying to get people to attack instigate her. yeah exactly and but it's like I'm, I'd be really curious to know If anyone even reached out to her, because like who's on his side right now?
0: (laughs) I've heard from people after I wrote my piece for the Daily Beast that like spoke nothing but truth and actually was fairly nuanced, which I was looking for in seeking out people who were supporters of Tom because I wanted to understand and like present that like it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like dragging Tom, which I, you know, um, you can only go off of what's given. But um, uh, I just think it's really interesting the way that he the way that he looks as the way that he looks at critiques and also the way that some people continue to defend him because he's a victim in this. He doesn't deserve it. He's whatever else. And it's like, OK, taking out the concert aspect of it, which is very specific and neither here nor there at a certain point. It's just he his self-victimization and also, as you Ugh. said, him teaching her and trying to attack her, it really annoys me as a woman writer because the way that we are critiqued and punished for oftentimes doing something that's not even a tenth of the of the nastiness that's coming from other people which I am also very into it's just so wild he would seek her out he sucks
1: women get a different kind of uh, harassment too yeah people online. are gonna
0: people are absolutely rape gonna threats. say rape vets are gonna say she's not fuckable they're gonna mm-hmm. try to body or, or look for any kind of sensitive anything that people think according to the standards of sexism and misogyny are going to wound her the most and oftentimes, that's very effective it's effective mm-hmm. for a reason you go after a woman's body sexuality um value and and trying to marginalize else. yeah they're trying to marginalize
1: that's what he's doing he's i can't say it enough he sucks so intensely how about when he came out and like right like right out of the gate at the reunion when he starts crying oh my I god loved it everyone was like no i <laughs> like, like like Ariana's is like, that is bullshit. And and James is like, grow up, be a man, like stop with the crocodile tears. Cause that's what it was. Like that was, I, and you know what else I hate? I hate when he does fake crying and mm. then he wipes, he wipes it away. And it's like, we can see that there's not tears there. My I, am watching this in HD. Yeah.
0: And also if there is a single tear, which I did think I saw on the reunion, which was the very first time I did actually in fact, see facial water Um, it's just so interesting to me that like two seconds later, the trembling is no longer there. I'm an ugly crier.
1: Listen, if someone, if I came out and I started crying and then a group of people started screaming at me to not cry, I would cry harder. Yeah. Like I would just be like, oh my God. And he, he immediately went cold. Like it just, he was like that. And he, it, it just shows. The manipulation like he was doing that as a tactic to come out and try to be try to like gain sympathy right off the bat and it just it was it was he should have I don't know I don't think he's engaged crisis PR and he should have
0: Uh I yeah I think he's been engaging in his friends to help him through this trying time and You know, I just think someone needs to slide into Leah Remini's DMs because she's done a great job of uh, getting people to escape from Scientology and maybe some of the people in his corner could... You know, use the trunk of a car, a la uh, <laughs> David Miscavige's father, who had to literally hide in the trunk of a car so that he could escape his God. son's um, beloved cult. So I don't know. I, you know, you do you. I'm sure he's a great guy on Christmas. Um, seems great when you're planning to propose to the girl he ends up fucking
1: for a while.
0: Because
1: you know what it is. Because he wants he wants people to see him as the great friend the great guy it's not about like i don't think it was about helping james because that all that whole thing was weird to spend ten thousand dollars on someone else's engagement he wanted the 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 adulation of being the guy that would do that for a friend uh that's what he wanted he was he wanted the the people he wanted people to be like he's a great guy instead of like being like you know this is what i want to do to help james
0: Okay, so I've dragged him for the last 90 minutes and said he's a piece of shit and whatever else. So all that being said, is it possible there are aspects of him that are good that can be judged according to him doing something nice or generous for people he cares about? Does there always have to be genuine question? Does there always have to be the idea that he's only doing this for how
1: people will look at him as a result of that? If it's off camera, if it's private or, or when he when he said to Sheena, like, come on, you're part of this. Get in the group. That was something that wasn't, you know, done for an audience. You know what I mean? That was that was to make her feel better. That's that's something different. But I think I would anything that is, is going on on camera in a podcast interview, whatever that is performative.
0: But the thing that's interesting about that is that it is still done for an audience when it's off camera. It's done for an audience that includes his circle of good friends. And what Sheena said after this which he was very upset by and referenced on the Howie interview was the fact that now all of his good deeds are being cast mm-hmm. aside and and yeah. and discussed in a way that only shows a level of manipulation which he was very upset and bothered by and yet it is something that Sheena said that like he was the most generous guy mm-hmm. throughout our with friendship with,
1: with like helping us financially supportive whatever else. Anytime there was donations needed would be the first to Donate and would give the most money. And that was all done
0: off camera. So it's like Mm -hmm. the camera. Although, on a
1: GoFundMe, you do have your name there.
0: Very good point. (laughs) But, like, from a day to day, he seems like the guy, maybe the audience in that sense, truly was the person he was on whose behalf he was doing good. I don't know. Or maybe he just wanted to help. Like, I don't know. He's not doing himself any favors, but I don't in how he's. Reacting and trying to continue to manipulate Ariana and most of the people on that stage, but which does then continue to add pressure to like casting doubt on who he was and has always been, which does not necessarily need to be an only negative guy. I mean, he was obviously looked at by several
1: of his good friends as a more than decent man. But Sheena is one that... Doesn't have a great judge of character. Uh, I will say no. that. Like, you know, and, and that's been brought up before. Like, she often doesn't. And, and she's been saying that, too, on her podcast. Um, I think that, uh, you know, what's interesting is that watching this show, I don't know who Tom Sandoval is. The only thing we get from him is costumes. Mm-hmm. Like we get costumes, we get parties, we get the bar, we get him talking about mushrooms or whatever. Like I've never really seen him like other than when he was fighting with Jax, like in season two or whatever. And he like broke down crying like I've never like I you know, we've seen like Jacks talk about grief. We've, you know, uh, seen. Ariana talk about her struggles with mental health. We've seen James talk about, you know, when he was bullied when he was younger, talk about his issues with his family. We don't really know anything about Sandoval's family, about his how he grew up, his home life. I feel like I know that about most of the other people on this show. You know we know about Tom Schwartz and the triplets and you know his dad's been sick and he's from Florida and like the you know he was they don't have a lot of money and I I think that um I I'm trying I keep trying to think about like well what do we know about Sandoval's interior life and I don't think that we know much and if I'm really just going off of uh you know because I you know I watched him in person at this concert. I, the way that he was just eating it up, even though there was only like a 100 people <laughs> there and he got down into the audience and they were right. all touching him Same and stuff mine. and he was fucking loving it. I think he's a narcissist and um, that's just something narcissists do is that they want to be thought of as the great friend, the, the helper, the whatever. And that's, that's like their motivation for doing stuff. That's just my two cents. I know I'm not a psychologist, but my sister is
0: oh god what a fucking mess it's incredible television it's what was incredible. your favorite moment at the reunion my cards uh and the fact that andy said it twice and that ariana then said i'm sorry about your cards <laughs> i can't andy throwing his arms in the air and saying my cards uh was the, the thing that the, the so cards incredible. though
1: i get it because he had them in an order
0: yeah and i don't <laughs> think that they were numbered or maybe i no. hope that they were in the future they really honestly should be they yeah, I been. think
1: he had him in an order. I, I so know upset. from doing interviews. Yeah, yeah and the it was thick. There were there was a thick pile there. I would there.
0: be beside myself. I would be like, we need to take a ten.
1: They they must have right. They had, they had to have. uh And okay, of another question: Do you believe the Billy Lee stuff?
0: Um, I did. I didn't, and then I did, and now I don't. No, but I do think it's interesting, regardless from believing any rumors that Tom and Billy may have hooked up. It is interesting to me that every single time that Billy is like walking Ariana's dog or hanging out mm-hmm. with Tom, there always happens to be paparazzi there at mm-hmm. these very interesting timed moments when you wouldn't Someone think
1: wants a contract for season somebody 11. Somebody wants
0: a little bit of attention, which I think is an interesting choice
1: they're going to need to hire people next season that will film with him. Yeah. The reason why I think it's true is because Sheena and Peter both said that they absolutely think it's true and they must know some other information. They said that on Sheena's podcast. Uh, there there must be some information that's privy to them that they, they said that it's true. And then also Kristen, she believes it's true, obviously. But she said that Jesse Montana told her that and that guy Jesse Montana doesn't who's that you would recognize if you google him you'll recognize him he's oh, like uh okay. he works at the restaurant or he did he just seems like he wouldn't I mean I don't know this guy or whatever but like he's part of their friend group and I don't think he would just be like making some bullshit up you know you know you know the yeah, guy right? I just
0: googled him yeah,
1: yeah 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 I don't think that it doesn't and they and Chris and they Kristen is like intimated this too or he said this like i don't it doesn't seem like why would he just make something like that up like just for shits and giggles
0: well ariana said she doesn't believe it if i remember correctly that she said that she talked to billy but i don't know i don't know i believe it's anything is possible at this point exactly anything is possible i just think i i just they
1: they all know something that is they all know something about that that they're not saying that they have, like, whatever the, the story was or whatever. Like, because Sheena was like, I absolutely believe it's true. And Peter is like, oh, 100% it's true. So I'm interested. I'm interested to know. This. And she's, like, waking up at his house and shit now. Like, come on. Yeah, don't stay over. <laughs> don't
0: stay over. And also, that's Ariana's house. And We're all forgetting this. It's also Ariana's house. Uh,
1: it's interesting, like... Because I don't think because Tom has been borrowing against he's been using that house as a cash cow for this stupid bar. So when they sell it, like he's not going to get any money out of that thing. He's going to like I'm sure they'll sell at a at a profit. uh, Oh, I don't. But like
0: people have been telling me it's a soft market that they might not sell it at a profit they might
1: sell it at a loss. no they will katie and tom did katie and tom sold their house for like way more than they paid for it oh okay i think i think yeah um
0: i don't know if the landscape of real estate has changed in well
1: interest rates are high but there's all but like there's in la it's just it's a tough market like people are always buying houses in la mm-hmm. people are like always and it's a nice it's a nice place it's a beautiful, it's house.
0: A, beautiful house beautiful
1: yeah yeah and apparently it's a good a good school district or whatever so uh you know and people love that mod- modern farmhouse thing and it's you know the the inside is nice and it's not that old it's like new construction but not that old yeah, but
0: uh, yeah, when it comes to the whole how's the money of this going to work, it's another form of control that he has that obviously yeah. Ariana re- wants to remove herself from as quickly as possible. But I think the narrative that he put even around that like refinancing is completely uh unfortunate because I don't know that he can buy her out.
1: I wonder if they refinanced or if he did a HELOC. What's that? A uh, home equity line of credit, so that's like a smaller percentage rate that you have to pay back. It's a good. It's like you you can use your house as like the the monetary value of it is you could you get like a checking a line of of credit, like you could use it like as a checkbook almost. And I think that he was doing that. So uh, you know, if they, she she'll probably get money, but like, I don't know. I'm so 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 curious to know how that's gonna pan out because when Lisa a couple seasons like last season or something when Lisa was talking to Ariana about it and Ariana was like, well he he borrowed against like his half of the house or something and Lisa was like that's not how possible. It works. Like you Yeah, like he's he borrowed money out of the house. Like that's you guys own that together, but you also own that debt together. Like you know, I I don't I think maybe maybe he they did a home equity line of credit and he was only able to use 50% of that credit. Maybe that's how they worked it out, but I don't know. I hope that her uh her spawn con with Sofi works out for her and she can get <laughs> covered in this in this uh in this financial uh shit storm that she's going to have to deal with with the selling of the house. And he seems like the type too that he's not he's going to resist. Oh, my God, he's going to delay this
0: for as long as possible so that he can still have control. And maybe so he can try to get her in line in his mind that if I delay this and whatever else, not only do I. I mean, you think about that with any number of housewives divorces that we've seen take place where financial control and manipulation becomes so key here. And it was obviously. I mean, as she has said repeatedly, what she her number one objective right now is to have financial independence and get her own place. And while a lot of us would like to support her in that to make sure that happens, I mean, I even the way that he was talking about his fucking mom's two hundred k investment. She's fine. It's not like this is a dire thing. She'll make it. Be, you know, like I'll, I'll give it to she her whether a it firefighter. Comes the restaurant. She was a firefighter. It's her money.
1: It's not like she was had this job that was like, it's not like she was like an executive somewhere. She was a firefighter. I mean, they have good pensions, but still.
0: Yeah. And I also have to say, if I was Tom's mom, that would be another conversation that would be interesting to have. I wonder if. What I, I don't even know what his family must be thinking. This is so, I'm so fascinated, so
1: wild, but b- why they haven't reached out to Ariana? Like, did they yeah. not have a relationship at all, or like, no? I think that they
0: had one. I think she's been shocked by this. It's not great. Wow. Maybe they wow. feel such shame about what he's did, or what he's what he has done, or maybe they're just resigned that this is who he is, or maybe they believe whatever narrative that he he's presenting.
1: Them. Yeah, but I do have that's to probably say, probably it.
0: Right. But I do have to say that if I was Tom, maybe he doesn't give a shit about the house right now. Because, I mean, obviously he has no problem uh, staying inside of it and making Ariana feel as uncomfortable as humanly possible because he's
1: what, keeping what his Lala ground. What Lala said, like she couldn't keep him home when she wanted him home. And then once she didn't want to see him again, she couldn't get him the fuck out of the house. That, that's a tactic. It's a tactic
0: and it's a form of manipulation. And it's just so abusing. And yeah. And I just think it's so interesting that this man owes $200,000 to his mother. Owes, uh who knows how much in that fucking house and is still spending his money in the goddamn craziest of ways, including the this concerts special vanity <laughs> project. It's yeah. so expensive that sh- that tour
1: is so expensive. Oh, my God. It's a 10 piece band. At least two roadies. He had a he had a merch girl, (laughs) which he needed. I mean, he needs to have
0: he he wanted a big production, which costs a lot of money. And I don't know if he could have. It's a Live Nation, you know, produced or whatever, presented by Live Nation. I don't know what he could have done to get out of those contracts, if that was even possible, but he certainly doesn't seem to be trying to. And he's just hemorrhaging money. And I just think of it as like, okay, sweetie, like your mom put $200,000 into the quote unquote restaurant. So maybe you're not looking at your money as being owed to your mother in any way even though you're acknowledging that she might not get paid back through the restaurant you might give it to her directly all that being said it's just so interesting to me to see him behave in a way that I think is like wild considering the financial support that he has received from his mother it's uh it is just so fascinating
1: and I just cannot imagine I can't believe how much money they put in, they're never gonna make their money back on that bar. They're never gonna make their money back. They put way too much money into it's it. It's so expensive. They don't own the lease. They don't own the liquor license. That guy, Greg, he could or Craig, is it I can Greg. never remember. Greg with a G. Yeah. Um he could pull the rug out from under them, like at any minute. And they don't uh, own the lease or lick. What does that mean? They're not on anything. No. They're it's not. Greg? It's just Greg. Just Greg. Why did they do that? To begin with. I don't know. It's so dumb. That's what Lisa Vanderpump said. She's like, why didn't you ask me for help with this? I would have told you don't sign that. Like, don't get into business with him. Like, you don't own the lease. You don't own the liquor license. Like that guy, Greg, that's why he was able to call the shots, really, with their money.
0: Oh, dumbest, I remember dumbest business decision ever. Wow. I remember obviously this coming up this season, but I didn't it didn't remain stored in my head about the lease liquor license stuff. I remember the conversation of like, why didn't you come with me? That's that is wild. But also look at what he I mean, there are a lot of people who. This is one of those things. Sometimes you don't know who you're doing business with until way too fucking late. And yeah. it wasn't a bad idea for them to do this. It really wasn't a bad idea. But they it- just
1: they didn't go about it. Katie and Ariana right. have done it intelligently. They right. did a deck. They aren't putting all their money into it. They, they scaled started it the right small. Way. Right. Yeah. Um. They like had uh. Kristen was saying on someone's podcast that uh. They had mapped out their financials. For like the next two years like down to like the penny of like what everything's gonna cost like they hired consultants like they they got like a business consultant they got uh they hired a a designer and they're like they're not like going over and changing things like multiple times they're just like okay that's done let's go to the next thing like you know a logo approved all right next thing I bet that I bet that the the neon sign. I bet that was like a three week conversation with those guys.
0: I mean, I 100% and I think you know, me going to LA doesn't happen fairly regularly. But when it comes to like, what are the must-dos in the Bravo universe? To me, number one is going to something about her, regardless of if they have gluten alternative, gluten-free alternatives, which I'm sure that they will because they're angels. Um, I I just want I want them to thrive. Like both of these women don't. I love candy from the Conversation. Who doesn't love a sandwich? It's such a yeah. smart business strategy. Also, I have to say we haven't seen. Obviously, the space is small, which I think is so lovely and so sweet. And like the little seating area, whatever, I think it's going to be fabulous. But I think that the scale that they're going to deliver
1: is going to be exactly right. They're in a great location. They're like across the street from the Abbey, like and like they're like they're everyone's partying on that block.
0: Yeah, we need carbs after that. Yeah, you need carbs. Exactly.
1: Protein. Like if they if they if they're open when the bars are closing and stuff, like they're gonna fucking kill it because everyone wants to go get a sandwich after like you've been getting wasted all night. So that's a good question because
0: I didn't imagine that they would be open. I thought of it as like a daytime lunch spot, but who knows what their what the arrangement is for. Is I feel like it has to be...
1: You think it's it all nightlife me? around there. Yeah, yeah like it's nightlife. Two. See, I would yeah. go there
0: for a lunch. I want to go there. I want to get maybe get some merch. I just want to like... Take it in. I just think the, the size of the space is perfect. It's going to, they're going to open at 1130 in the morning. They're going to outgrow it fast too. They're going to, well, the thing is they're going to open at 1130 in the morning and they're going to be sold out at 1132. It's going to be lines around yeah. the block. It's going to be psychotic and can't wait to see it.
1: Can't wait to see some women kill it. That's what I want to see. Women thrive. It's so crazy how her life, Ariana's life improved so much after she got after she wasn't with him anymore like it just uh, it was like like a seesaw almost it's like uh, exponentially it it just like you know she blew out of the water like every single deal like on the uh during the reunion and during the finale um the commercials that were airing she was in like almost every single oh one oh my god and shannon have you seen shannon's uh like Lemon mailing thing or whatever. <laughs> I kept you know I stand for Shan. Something kept happening because I was like
0: watching it and then recapping it as I was watching it for the first time on stories. So like that actually worked in my favor because I was watching live. So I could zip through commercials. And then I kept seeing, like when you know when you like fast forward and then you pause, and I kept seeing Shannon's face. And when I would go back to try to watch the commercial, it would go back to my it was like I tried five times and then I just gave up. So I know she did a commercial, but I didn't have a chance to I,
1: it's for like a shipping like place like, almost like a mail mailboxes etc type of phenomenal place, but it's like it's it's branded with lemon stuff it sounds like because the way she was speaking i don't think she's just a spokesperson i think she invested in this company and bought airtime smartly during mm. vanderpump rules and uh i it like but i've What's funny to me is, like, I know that she's, like, nine in a bowl. Like, that's, like, the lemons thing. But, like, she's on an orange show. So, like, you would think she would, like, try to put oranges with it or whatever. But, like, no. She's just sticking with the lemons. Tracy
0: Worsi, I love you so much the way you just said she's on an orange <laughs> like you're right she is she's a lemon lady but there's other citrus Your a lemon show, lady on an
1: orange show you're
0: on a different <laughs> citrus show shan i don't know i love her so much it, it it's iconic i do also have to say that uber one commercial i can't watch it enough i think it's so funny lala doing the like what's the money when place? lala's like
1: yeah she's it's, like Wait, what is savings. She's she's like, like, savings? like she's like savings, savings. <laughs> it's so funny
0: I I think it's i've watched it so many times it makes me laugh it's genuinely that is to me the best part of it it's so funny so funny they did and also like
1: i'm i've been loving good as gold because i've been watched. Mm. i've been listening to she, she uh i've been listening to shenanigans with sheena shea and that's the theme song for the show also like is she making bank now that uber eats it's, is using that song or is like, is that Shay's song? Like who who's getting the publishing rights for that song?
0: I don't know, but I love it and have always loved It's a good, it's, it gives Tardy for the party. It does. Oh,
1: it has that one thing that I love in songs where, you know, it's like the chorus. And then there's that, like that pause mm. on, the, on the third. It's like, it's good as gold. <laughs>
0: Also I do just need to shout out that those title cards at the beginning of the episode were so funny to me and the way that they called the um
1: the principles
0: the principles of the scandal I mean it it was just so I couldn't stop laughing and I know that like it's technically correct but it's just there's something about it that was like so dramatic and also formal that i just couldn't get over. They uh, shout out to everybody at VPR production editors. I mean, just doing the lord's work really delivering. Although nothing could be better than the finale, but they're they're killing it.
1: Oh my god, and the trailer editors are so good. Uh i did notice though like those cards in the beginning. Um that's like like that's just the standard like anytime i've like you know had to work with an editor and something that's like the standard font that the editor just picks mm. and they just like blah 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 they type that thing in it's like you guys didn't like want to go back and like zhuzh <laughs> it up like you just wanted like the the helvetica bold that that was it
0: <laughs> you know what they needed some white nail polish (laughs) that would have only made it better so note to self maybe check glamour before you uh finish editing next week listen Tracy Morrissey I've taken more than enough of your time I loved it I'm so obsessed with you I love your thinking and your feedback I love when we have different takes too that's incredibly important it wouldn't be
1: interesting no, if we were wouldn't. just agreeing with each other the whole time. I love talking about this shit with you.
0: And are you watching, we, we literally must rap, but are you watching Jersey, Atlanta of course. right now? Okay.
1: Atlanta I have to catch up, but Jersey I am on top of. And have you been watching the after show?
0: You know, Jersey after show? I finally, it's I. It's
1: almost better than the show.
0: It's so good. And the way that Jackie was like. Jackie I the- is
1: slurring. Slurring or slaying, slurring, S- slaying, but also slurring. You haven't noticed that Jackie seems no. like a little like Did loosey goosey. Well, they
0: do. Yeah, they do. They, have, few, drinks they have drinks with yeah. them. They have drinks with on the after show, and thank God that they do. She's very honest.
1: Dolores and Teresa keep eating hot tamales in the middle of it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was so funny. Literally, like they're in the middle of talking, and then Dolores just picks up the pasta, Teresa. So I, I mean, there was there was a lot there. I, I. Jackie's um, strong critique of leaving the wedding early, I thought was interesting.
1: What was your reaction to that? I think that was a bad choice on Marge's part. And Mm -hmm. Jen Fessler said that she regrets leaving early. You know, first of all, you're not supposed to leave before the cake. Right. And she left before the dinner. She left before the entrance. Yes, she did. (laughs) she, She said she stayed for cocktail hour. I mean, there was a lot of food at cocktail hour, though. It was Italian wedding.
0: Right. And who knows how long the gap of time between when they arrived at cocktails and when tree and Louie were going to be announced. But it was so funny to me that Marge was then like, but I was there for the most important part, the wedding. It's like, sweetie, what are you talking about? <laughs> the <party. Yeah. laughs> They're there for the party. That's
1: the whole thing. Well, I thought it was really cute when Teresa was like, I I came over because I wanted to, us to dance, yeah. and production had gone down. Cameras, had yeah. Gone she's down. like the I, you know, I took the mics off and everything, and I went over to because I wanted to dance with her, and I was like, oh, I kind of felt bad for her. I
0: wonder how much of that is going to influence and impact the obvious vitriol that they have for each other in the reunion.
1: Where did it go left with them? Like because it seemed like they were kind of get they were getting along mostly during the season, and then they had this. She went to the wedding like is did what is it cuz she left early is that what is that what did it so I thought that was, and I was like, that's not, that doesn't feel like enough
0: for me. But I think what it actually is, is these rumors that Louie had either partnered with creators or done some kind of investigation that really, really upset several members of the cast, especially Marge. Bo like was crossing Bo the line. Well, Bo Deedle then said that was bullshit and didn't happen. But like the allegedly... Who was it? Someone's kid. Maybe it was Marge's. Marge's. One of Marge's kids was allegedly threatened by Louie at work or something. Well,
1: no, uh, uh, Frank Tanya. Frankie. No, I think it's both. Working with Louie. Right. And as soon as she said that, you know, last season or the season Mm -hmm. before, I was like, that's going to end horribly. Yeah. That's going to end that's not going to end well.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. And I think he, I think it's like a two-parter that there's, and also Frank senior said that Louie was coming after him too, that it was like about, yeah, I'm really interested odd. to
1: see about all of, all of what's going down. Although I will say that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I am my, the jury's still out for me on Louie because I keep trying to find things. I mean, actually, no, the jury's not out. The domestic violence stuff is bad. I, I went and like read all of those police reports. They're bad. Um, but but they also are from, like, a very contentious divorce that happened a decade ago. But still, it's not great. Uh, and he does seem to love Bomb. But he does also seem really into Teresa. And she's really into him. And he does seem like he treats her well. But, like, I am so over Joe Gorga. I'm so sick of him. I've been sick of him for a long time. Like, his caveman attitude... I 100% believe that he was trying to not invest money in the pizza company that he was like thinking that just because he came up with the idea that Louis should invest the money like he seems like he's a you look shocked are you you're my mouth is
0: completely not that I'm into Joe Gorga but that you're seemingly more well I get it I mean we've known Joe for longer I'm kind
1: of team No, you know I guess I'm a tree hugger um but I, I think I am more on <laughs> Teresa's side. I am. I think that like. Oh, my God. I, I love this. I, I think that she uh, she I think that the the Melissa getting pissed off about the like, oh, you why? Why did you call my why did you call your brother over to like tell him about this rumor like that happened before cameras went up? And it happened privately and then Teresa never said anything about it publicly. So I don't understand why like Melissa brought that up like that was really weird. Like right at the end, she was like, we weren't going to say anything because we wanted to keep it, you know, smooth before the wedding. I also think it's kind of bullshit that Melissa was like pissed that she wasn't in the wedding. Who wants to be a bridesmaid? When Lala was like, I'm so glad you didn't ask me to be a bridesmaid. I hate that shit. I mean, same. Same. Like, who yeah, wants I, to be a I never involved? want to be a bridesmaid. It. It's, it's a literal it's nightmare. It's too much.
0: No, and the stress of wearing an ill-fitting dress that I would never wear again. And that you have to it's pay like
1: not- for, and then you have to pay for all no. this other shit, too. Like, and Teresa's already been married, so it's like, you know.
0: Also, of course, Teresa's not going to bring it up on camera when it's specific to Melissa, because she made sure that Danielle and Jen Aiden would. M- Teresa was not against this being discussed on camera. She just didn't want to have her handprints anywhere near it. And also... During oh, the think? meeting. Yes. And during the meeting they said that Melissa was having multiple affairs. And then Gia then calls and tells her uncle he could do better than his wife. Like, what? That's
1: not but that's she not. was having th- multiple affairs?
0: Yeah, that allegedly it was not just this one time car thing, which is what Jen ate and they ran with it. Like Teresa and Louie were yes anding and being like, Oh, I've heard of all this other stuff. Do I think any of that's true? No. Do I think that Joe cares even if it was? Absolutely not.
1: Oh, I think that Joe cares.
0: I don't... I think he knows his wife. Yeah. No, I don't think... No, but I think he knows his wife and that it didn't happen. And I'm sure them having this conversation, which they're pretending to tell us was or they're telling us they're pretending was only because they wanted Joe to know the terrible rumors going around that were obviously fake it's like no then Gia wouldn't have called and been like I believe them she's bad you can do better I think it made a lot of sense to me that Teresa didn't want it on camera because it works to her benefit more if it's off
1: but I thought that I thought that Jen wasn't gonna even say anything about it she was just kind of like she was she wanted to she wasn't trying to go after Melissa. She was trying to go after Margaret with that information. You know what I mean? Like she wanted to really be like, oh, and she wanted Melissa to be mad at Margaret. She wanted everyone to be mad at Margaret for like saying these things. But of course, Margaret's going to repeat things that she heard to who she thought was her best friend. You know what I mean? Like I tell my friend anything. It's like you, yeah, you gossip same. with your with your best friend. So, uh, like, of course she's going to say that. So I don't understand that aspect. But like, I don't know. I when I heard that Melissa blocked uh, Gia on everything I thought that was really a that was that was going too far that was too Tracy far.
0: Gia called Melissa's husband and said you can do better than your wife I would block her absolutely Mal- um, um, I almost called her Malia Melania being like she blocked me too y'all you guys were talking so much shit like at a certain point I know it's weird because it's like aunt niece aunt should always take the higher road but if yeah, you're calling no if you're calling if you're Gia calling Joe saying you can do better than this woman the woman is not going to be like great let me continue to like your post she's going to be like get the fuck out of here it's too much I
1: don't I don't think that's why she blocked them though that's not why she blocked them. oh you them.
0: don't think so oh maybe because it
1: didn't happen till later she yeah she blocked them after the Bahamas. like display at the in the Bahamas yeah that wasn't like very that wasn't truthful like they tried to portray it as like oh yeah joe and joe together again but joe judy said like oh we saw i saw him in the lobby like literally For the only seconds. interaction was what that but what, what was recorded yeah and then the and then gia said something on it on socials like this isn't real or blah 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 and i think that's when uh melissa blocked her
0: I literally didn't, I should have, I can't believe that I gave two seconds to New Jersey conversation. I would just like to apologize <laughs> to Jersey people because you're saying a lot of stuff, Tracy Morrissey, that I really do want to unpack, but we
1: have also been recording
0: for about three years. So I, you're know, com- you're I know. You're coming I know, I know, I know. We got to talk about okay. Jersey. Can you come back and we'll talk Jersey reunion? Yeah, the reunion. We'll... Okay. Um,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a three-parter.
0: I believe so and it's going to be fucking intense and hearing your perspective on this this will be a great conversation so blood oath you're coming back we're talking nj
1: absolutely
0: in the meantime tell people about pipe about your podcast where they can follow you on social mention it all
1: uh yeah tracy morrissey uh tracy with an ie on everything uh pipe fun we have bongs we have pipes we have pre-rolled cones uh anything and uh, they're like higher end smoking accessories um there is a sale on ceramics right now ooh and yeah a 20% off ooh. so uh yeah there's that and then pod psychology is my podcast with my friend rich and we just we kind of talk about pop culture and a bunch of stuff i sometimes i'll do deep dives on there haven't done one in a little while
0: On a scale of one to five, Jamila Jamil bees, how buzzy do you think our conversation was?
1: Buzzy? Like bees? What do you mean?
0: I was making a joke. This was an attempt at humor, Tracy Morrissey, on a scale of one because you went viral for fighting with Jamila Jamil. Five bees. Thank you so much. Um, Um, Speaking of buzzy content and mishegast, Thanks to all of you who attended Andy's Girls Live, a Scandaball Spritz. And boy, do I have news for those who did not. Tonight, May 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our friends of The Green Room 42 are doing a rebroadcast. You get to watch Dylan Hafer and I shoot the shit about all things Scandaball. An incredible Q&A with AGs in attendance, some... Amazing feedback, in their words, on all things Skandoval. And, of course, AG Theater, Dylan Hafer, also known as Bravo by Betches, doing an impeccable DJ James Kennedy phone call to Raquel, played by myself. If you want to watch that rebroadcast, you can get tickets now, 20 bucks at The Green Room for 2 www.venuetix.com. Again, this is a one-time only rebroadcast. And for those of you who want to watch the rebroadcast and aren't able to do so, when it airs at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight, which is also known as Saturday, May 27th, don't you fret. You will have 48 hours to watch. But just so you are aware, do not wait until last minute because sales close an hour before. So make sure to get your $20 tickets now at... Our friends of the website, thegreenroom42.venutix.com. Again, that's thegreenroom 42venuetickscom Your last chance to watch Andy's Girls Live, a scan of all spirits. Join the Andy's Girls Patreon, number one way to support the pod. New episode up now. Talking all things Teresa and Joe. My reaction, a live reaction to the New Jersey reunion trailer, which was excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, by that I mean the trailer not necessarily my reaction which was also fun I gotta tell you Um, so I live react to the reunion trailer discuss the wedding special and respond to satchels of gold sent by tree huggers people who are team tree uh, reacting to whether or not they believe that Louis is presenting red flags very very interesting thoughts and feels Uh, so sign up for the Andy's Girls Patreon you get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more patreon.com slash Andy's Girls follow me on social at Dame Galley. This was a very wide ranging, intense yeah. episode, Tracy. It was an intense reunion. It was an intense reunion. I think us having an intense, passionate conversation is uh, always the goal. And um, and this was a, a, a wide ranging, wild ride. I always, always love when you come on because you oh, are just so... Same you're very consistent and um and no but i mean that i mean that in the in the greatest possible uh way that you have opinions and um a direct way of looking at things that I think is rare um, sometimes oh. nuance is great sometimes nuance is also an excuse to get around stating what some of us sometimes feel so I really really appreciate you having you quote-unquote owning it because I think, <laughs> that, I think it's great I just think it's great I love 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 chatting with you and you know you are welcome on AG anytime and I'm so thankful Yay. for your time today
1: Oh, thank you. I loved
0: it. I had so much fun. Amazing. Guys, hope you're all doing okay. Thanks for listening. And we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye.